New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show. I'm your host, Microphone Alchemist James Kincaid. Two manning it today because back by my side, Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be a guest again. <laughs> yeah, from favorite listener to, to favorite co-host yet again, Jeff. I know. I feel bad because not only have I not been on the show in a long time, I have not listened to the show in a long time. <laughs> so I have just fallen You're usually apart. such a diligent listener. Blame Talking Sopranos. I've been trying to catch up on that podcast because I want to listen to the last episodes live. Wow. And they come out on Mondays, too. So... Man, well, okay, so you see where <laughs> your your bread is buttered, because I was going to ask, uh, as you get top billing by default, since you're the, the only one here today. And it's in my contract. Well, I yes, I mean, you would have got it, but yeah. uh, you should have heard Davis, I believe, on the last episode, was so excited that he finally got uh, top mention and completely derailed the opening of the show. Doesn't he uh, usually get top mention if I'm not there? I usually agree I with know, Davis, like but if he around. thinks his name belongs top billing, then... I think he does, and I think you should stop agreeing with him. In particular, his feelings about the show Loki, which in fact stinks. Oh, oh, is he for the show? He's for it, and had the ridiculous argument that the uh, the Loki that we're getting in this show is like the uh, Phase One Loki that they pulled him from, and he acts nothing like it in the show. And so D- Davis's uh, argument in support of it is erroneous and outrageous. And I'm glad he's not here to defend himself. So that's what I've got to say about that. But yeah, welcome back. <laughs> the show could be nothing but pumpkin pie, but I'll never know because I'm not going to watch the motherfucker. <laughs> good, good. You're not missing anything. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I, you know, I've, I've been traveling because I'm, I'm on summer break. And then uh, I, I had a birthday. Thank you for wishing <laughs> me a happy birthday. <laughs> I did on the show. Oh, you, you did. I'm, I'm, oh, did you? No. Oh. <laughs> But I want to listen to that one. I know. If I bet you would, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you know, if the topic's not something that I'm interested in or about me, which is the topic I'm interested in, I don't really see the point in listening anymore. Unless you, know, you guys you are talking like, Sopranos. You, you might like Loki. <laughs> I I liked Tom Hiddleston just fine when you. Same. What year was that? 2011? Yeah, for Thor? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's falling a long way is Owen Wilson doing all right uh <laughs> maybe I should ask Davis Tom Hiddleston and, and Owen Wilson were my favorite parts of the show uh them together and then well, inexplicably... I think it is important that the main character is somebody that you're interested in cause... well but then they split them up and they I mean they, 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 it's this the show is a fucking nothing dude it's a zilch it <laughs> it's it's boring it's poorly written so where do you go do you a... go WandaVision top Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then that? Or is Falcon Winter Soldier above WandaVision? I never finished WandaVision, never even watched an episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, uh, I think WandaVision of a crop of, of three badge series is still the best of a of a, of a bad batch, if you will. Uh, is, oh, so, Bad Batch. Is Bad Batch number one? <laughs> is Bad I Batch watched, the best of the MCU shows? I haven't watched anything since we talked about Bad Batch. Uh, I would probably go WandaVision. At this point, Loki is trembling clinging to number two uh but it's about to be overtaken by falcon, wow, winter soldier. falcon winter soldier. i, I hated falcon bad. and winter soldier it was terrible and show. you love captain america i, I love captain that america and i and i love falcon and i love the winter soldier but that show stunk uh but loki is is they they are battling for for the worst of the worst in terms of the the mcu series which i mean I, I was thinking about well, it. Loki still has somewhere to go, so we'll, we'll see if they turn it around or if they just... <laughs> they only have two episodes right left. It's ground. terrible. Uh, oh, wow. Only two episodes? I, yeah, I it's only like a six-episode show. It's only a six-episode show, and they've wasted an inordinate amount of time I want, on like, it. real shows again. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I was thinking about it. I've seen, seen a lot of the comments that sort of 
I echo my, my feeling is that I, I was very happy when I when I stepped off of the MCU after Endgame. I was just like, all right, that was fine. I'm 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 good with you know where where things settled, and then like a soft ending where you know you could leave then and it's fine. Or if yeah, you want to continue going, they'll. Yeah, and be, and be will, willfully ignorant of, of anything else that followed it, you know. But what have uh, we gotten since then? A Spider-Man movie in these shows? Has there been the, anything else? Oh, well, uh, well, and Black Widow is even a prequel, so that really doesn't even count. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. But I, I just say, I, I say that to say uh, I regret. <laughs> I regret regret coming back on. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that you regret the podcast? Isn't this the only reason that you're <laughs> even watching those shows? I don't this regret is why the, podcast. I don't do the podcast anymore. What is this? The Disney Plus show? I have no desire. <laughs> I don't regret the podcast. Let's talk about Sopranos episodes from 2002. We can do that. And in fact, <laughs> we might in the next segment here. Uh, but I don't regret the podcast. But the only reason I am watching this stuff is the podcast. So if your mind can grasp those contradictions, uh, be that as it may, you've been traveling. I understand you got a little show and tell. This is for, for those on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> Theater of the mind, auto theater of the mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I recently was in New York City uh, on vacation with my wife, and in New York, Lord, they have the me. the multi level Harry Potter store. It's like multiple floors, and they have memorabilia from the movies. They have all sorts of cool little gifts and things like that that you can purchase. I picked up a wand. Now oh, the excellent. wand chooses the wizard. So it's not even really that it was my choice. What I liked about this place is they actually had like every wand that was ever introduced in the movies and they had pictures of the wizard. So you knew which wand went with who. And it's like, now you're probably thinking it's like, which wand would Jeff have? And it's the elder wand. Oh, I'm only two away from having all of them. And then I'll be able to master death or whatever those things are supposed <laughs> to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that by revealing to the Best Damn Nerd Show audience that I have the Elder Wand, I'm going to get my throat slit in the <laughs> middle of the night and the wand stole it from me. You're going you're gonna to wind up dead during the next Muppet Baby situation, yep. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Not a replica, though. This is the actual Elder Wand. Of course. Yeah, the, the, the very same. That's actually and, that's awesome. Yeah, and what's cool is they not only had that wand, they also and they they label the wands on the boxes. Uh, let me see. I don't know if you can see that or not. It says Albus Dumbledore since yeah. it was his, which I would say it's actually Draco Malfoy's wand. Did he not best Dumbledore in combat <laughs> and disarm him? Yeah, wasn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also had uh, Dumbledore's wand prior to him acquiring the Elder Wand, which I I don't know if that's what Jude Law wields in the the new Probably. movies. Probably. They had, like I said, everybody's wand. They also just had like some random ones, ones that like would be sort of specific. There were like references to it, like for each house, which those were really nice looking. And then also just like some other random ones. You could get them engraved. If you have kids, I I highly recommend going here and like kind of doing the entire experience. And they also had like, you know, pencils, pens, things like that. And then also may get up to a little mischief. This is Ooh, the Marauders, the Marauders map. map. Yeah, exactly. So, I work? mean, and it's, uh, yeah, let's see. Where are you right now? Mm, oh, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> wow, damn thing works. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I mean, this was pretty cool. It it looks exactly like it did in the movie, which I really like. Um, other than, of course, a bunch of names floating around it. But it's an entire map of Hogwarts uh, School of Wizardry. And then uh, let me put this away real fast. Mischief managed. Uh, for, for those of you not watching, Jeff did, in fact, use his wand to do that. <laughs> oh, do you guys still do the podcast? I thought this was just a YouTube show that you guys do now. <laughs> try to piss people off with uh, your inflammatory titles. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, the the title wing of the show is uh, is John and Tim's branch. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, department. who do I send my hate mail to? <laughs> yeah, John you can you can send your hate mail to John Craig and Tim Childs, <laughs> mostly John. Look what Hollywood's ruining in capital well, letters. Well, that now. I, that I that I agree with, but I, there there was there was one that was just incredibly uh, misleading. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's because it's like. Movie executives sodomize your favorite <laughs> nerdy interests. It's like, all right, John. <laughs> also, well, you know, I now that to... I think about it, that one's not so wildly. In... <laughs> oh, Hollywood. Yeah, I imagine. I also went to the Nintendo store in New York. 
Um, this is like a, a link bag that they gave me. Awesome. Uh, there, I just bought a Legend of Zelda hoodie, which is kind of cool. Just um, like the the Hyrule family crest, so it's just the Triforce and like the eagle and everything like Sick. that. So that was nice. Um, I think it's in the laundry right now, so I don't have it. I'm trying to think what else we got. You, I mean, uh... Those were the big like nerdy things we did in New York. The rest of it was like you know regular New York stuff. So <laughs> nothing appropriate. Lame. For the <laughs> Super oh, we, did, we also did some Sex in the City stuff. Is this a Sex in the City podcast? Oh, no, God, no. I saw Carrie's apartment. I was at the stoop. That's where Big came. It's a funny show. I like it. All right. You know, you're <laughs> such a Miranda right now. <laughs> uh, I, you know, you haven't been listening to the show. Uh, I believe it was John and Davis both talking up Breath of the Wild uh, recently as oh. well. <laughs> what, the the new one that'll be coming out yeah or, which, and, why isn't it just a patch for the old one isn't it just where do you go from there the if it's one. just an empty map like i i just don't understand it's just a, a zelda prince skyrim isn't it i mean it's just a open world nonsense yeah they they, they were chatting it up we, we peaked in 98 with ocarina of time everything since then has been sort of like on the plateau or just downhill i agree yeah. You know, some, also, some you know t- what? We're we're all in our thirties now. We have no business playing Zelda games. You pass it on to no. the next generation. But they stink, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I, it's well, that's their problem. Yeah. Well, I, I guess so. I just feel like you know what you said is an important point. It's important to be able to recognize that you know things can be great for a long time and have their their apex point, and then you know precipitous decline, like the MCU or or Star Wars. <laughs> really into breath of the wild i just don't get it. yes i mean i mean it's fine you know uh graphics whatever zelda's not really known for its graphics or anything that's that's okay i find the durability of the weapons tiresome i find a lot of the weapons they even have in it kind of dumb and the armor uh it depends i don't know a lot of it's just like it would not be the opening segment of the best damn nerd show for at least the past month if uh, we did not talk about Mass Effect. <laughs> so oh, have we been talking about Mass Effect? Oh yeah, that, like something? if if any if anything like directive in the in the show has changed, since this is now a Mass Effect podcast more than anything Ooh, else. I gotta start listening. So <laughs> so uh, I know you've been playing through the Legendary Edition. Uh, yes. Your, your your thoughts so far, where you're at, and uh, we will be doing a. a a huge episode on all three games once you finish, but uh, but talk at me, babe. What, what, where are you at? I'm right where I belong, and that's between the Reapers and the people <laughs> of this galaxy. Amen to that. Yeah, no, it, it's been so much fun to go back and revisit the series. I haven't played those games since uh, I played them on the 360, like back when they all came out. So, I mean, especially like the first Mass Effect, I'm I'm part way through two. Um, I don't really want to say halfway because, you know, with all the little side things you can do, you never know. But yeah, I'm, I, I guess I, I just um, the derelict uh, collectorship, I, I just finished uh, exploring that. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the last mission I think I did in um, Mass Effect 2. But obviously I finished Mass Effect 1. That one, it, like, I think it really hit me once I started walking around the Citadel again for the first time. It was just like, wow, I really, I don't know. It captured some of that magic from back when I first played it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, It it didn't realize just how much I missed being a part of that world and that story. And like, I had forgotten so much. Like once I was in the missions, like it all, it all came back. It's like, oh Oh, yeah. But but there were things that like twists and turns or, you know, side missions that I had completely forgotten about until I sort of it it was very cool rediscovering a lot of the game uh, again because it had been so long. Yeah. And like you, I never really played any of the DLC before. So that stuff was brand new to me, which was kind of fun. Like, um, was it bring down the sky and stuff uh, in the first like that was so much fun. I have never seen any of that. I was going to say, I, I think Batarians are just mentioned in the first one. Like, there's some things, like, in the Codex and uh, my character references background. as far as conflict that the Alliance has had yeah. with them and everything like that. So, I mean, it, that's, like, 
that would have been, I guess, the first time I had seen the Batarians if I had played the DLC as opposed to ME2. Yeah, that was a cool thing for me, too, because my character background for Shepard that I chose was the colonist one. And, you know, his parents were murdered by those scumbags. So I have a great relationship with my parents. I'm a space. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, when I finished three, I immediately started playing through one again. And I'm doing like a ultra Paragon playthrough. And I chose Spacer for the, the background as well. So... Are you a war hero or? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. The, the, I, I don't know. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's the that was uh, the the first playthrough I did was war hero, but I was still colonist. Uh, mm-hmm. this, I think this is actually the first time I've played through uh, doing spacer. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Good. That's so, exciting. You're going to uh, like it, I think. I, I, I did. Where not... Where are you at in the, the playthrough for the this one? Oh, very, very early. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think I'm still on Eden prime. Okay. So I, I just, uh, just started it, but, uh, yeah, I, I I love that, uh, you're playing through it and I, I am interested in discussing all three games with you in, in totality. And, uh, Mark, Mark and I talked about the hate that mass effect three got and stuff like that. And sort of looking back at it in, in hindsight, um, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun episode. So uh, keep plugging along and I try will. and try and stay loyal to to Ashley if you can with Miranda just you know sauntering around. I know it's difficult. I uh, I took uh, Kelly out for a date, so you know <laughs> we stayed up all night talking. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ashley did the leaving on Horizon, so that's well. I mean, yeah, the way I justify it is, I mean, they are on a break; they're not in a relationship at this point. It's just, I don't know. It's sad, but what can it you is. do? What no. can you do? Uh, well, we're how gonna... do you know I don't? I didn't have uh, Liara. Maybe that's who I romanced in the first one. Because we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I'm not as big a fan of Liara as other people are. So, yeah, I I don't normally romance her. I like Liara. I like Tali more. Uh, I like Tali. Uh, Mike, you know, despite what my most recent playthrough, Shepard, in terms of being an alien, you know, specious Earth firster, uh, in this new playthrough I'm doing, I'm planning on romancing Liara for the first time ever. I've never done it. Uh, in Mass Effect, I've always gone straight for Ashley. So, well, we are a sweetheart. So, yeah, she is. I, and you know, I don't want to belabor it because we'll talk about it. But a lot of the things that I enjoyed most about Mass Effect Three is just getting to have like moments with each of those characters. They've been with you through the whole series and stuff like that. But uh, we're going to take a break. Jeff referenced The Sopranos. Uh, we will be talking, I think, for first time ever in Best Damn Nerd Show, you know, in a little bit of Sopranos news and finally prequel and the trailer that has come out. We'll be talking about that and more on the other side in the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways by going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www.10-o.gg. That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. Hey, you. This is Sweet Johnny Cage from Tenno. I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. Hey. Hey, nerd. Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show. So get kooky, and above all, let's get nerdy. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid alongside Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd. And uh, we're going to be getting into The Sopranos, a prequel movie coming to what HBO and theaters 
uh, theater pretty, studio. Yeah, pretty soon here. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark. It has a trailer. Our guy Johnny Bernthal is in it, who we love. Friend uh, of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we wish. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> maybe we, we throw that around a bit much, but I think yeah. with John, it, it means a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are certainly a supporter uh, of of his, no, no doubt about it. But how do you feel about this, the Many Saints of Newark project, Jeff? Because I know you know, as you referenced last segment, you've been issuing our our own podcast in in favor of Talking Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know you're a big fan of that show. Uh, I mean, it is. It, it, I, I think the appreciation for it has probably only gone up in recent years, given how certain other shows have ended and things like that. Uh, what do what do you still on top, baby? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it really is. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this this prequel project, though? I uh, I mean, I was sort of hesitant to begin with, just because I don't know. I, I get a little nervous about those types of things. Um, I'm not always in favor of prequels uh, just because then this like it's better sometimes to just have the references in a series and then let your let the viewer or reader's imagination sort of fill in the gaps. And I think that's usually, you know, just the best way to do it. But then when you do the prequels, you actually end up, you know, portraying whatever those like legendary scenes were or those like types of characters. And it's not, you know, necessarily what was originally intended or imagined. And I, I think it always kind of falls short. I'm not a big fan of this. I watched the trailer for the first time today. Uh, I hated all the still shots I had seen, but, you know, still shots like on a set are one thing, actually seeing it, you know, play out is different. But when I saw the trailer, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it, it will it be cool to see Dickie Moltisanti? Like, maybe. You know, but I, I think it's also weird that like Tony is like so obsessed with him in the trailer because it's like the, Tony idolized his dad too. Like, I mean, there were multiple reasons why Tony got into the business. I don't think it was just because of Christopher's father. And he had a good relationship with Junior until I, I feel like season one of the series when Junior yes. tried to whack him. Like they were tight, you know, and even the flashbacks in the, the Soprano show, you saw how close they were because junior doesn't have a family. So like Tony's his son, essentially, you know, and then uh, especially once uh, Tony's father passes away, like junior kind of stepped in a little bit and was sort of like a surrogate father to him as well. So I don't it, like in Dickie Moltisanti, just like running around and doing all this stuff. I was like, I don't think that, that's really how it's going there. That's not how it played out originally, like in the story. And I don't know. We'll see kind of looking forward to seeing like the April brothers when they were younger. Cause uh, Jackie was barely in the series and Richie. Yeah. I love, uh, I'm mean, he was my favorite part of season two. He's one of my favorite nemeses of Tony's, uh, the Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, cause I, it's so funny that you should mention that. Cause I think I'm on season four of them talking of, of talking Sopranos. Now I just recently rewatched the series, which is why I wanted to listen to the podcast. And they were talking about like different casting choices for um, Richie April. And a lot of the people they had in mind were basically other big guys that, you know, physically would sort of match up better with James Gandolfini. Yeah. But it, it's not about the size because yeah, Richie Aprile ended up being a, a small guy. That actor is a short guy, but it's, it's that just... loose fucking cannon aspect. Exactly, of him. dude. And that like he was probably already something before he went into prison, but then whatever that was broke, you yes, know. And completely. and there's like this one great scene where I think it's the first time that Tony's like really trying to enact something on him, and he's screaming right in his face, and Richie doesn't even blink. He's just yeah. staring. There's. <laughs> Those dead eyes just right through. And he's just like we're seeing right through Tony. And uh, like, I love that. And Richie April apparently is the one that bailed Tony and Jackie out of, um, uh, you know, when they made a name for themselves, when they, they broke yeah. up the, the card game. Richie's the one who got them out of trouble. So I hear that we may see the card game. I don't know if I want to, honestly, because it's legendary. That's what I put Tony and Jackie on the map. You know, yeah. it's like uh, it's, it's not going to come off as well. I, I completely agree with uh, with you uh, on that point. And I, you said something in terms of you're not usually in support of pre, in prequel or not. You're not always in support of prequels. Well, I mean, I think usually... we can all agree that we love the Star Wars for the memes, the official Star Wars movies of the best. Damn near <laughs> they are the, the choicest memes for certain. But I, I think you, you hit on all the points on why this is a, a bad idea, because 
there's there's so much that is left up to the imagination or just you know given you know small details to and intentional gaps left to fill in that when you go back and try and fill them in you can you can never live up to it. like you said the card game breakup is a legendary story yeah. it, it's going to be an incredible task to try and make that come off uh in in the way that sort of leaving out details you know that it could even achieve that sort of legendary status to it so uh i i think it's look it's it's an awesome tribute that james gandolfini's son is playing young young tony and everything uh like that but i think the project as a whole is is a bad idea the the go, going back and, and and touching the sopranos is just why like i mean i mean i know the real the reason why is money but <laughs> but in in terms of artistically it's done, you know, and it, it was great uh, for what it was. And it still stands the test of time in, in so many people's eyes as for, for a lot of people, the pinnacle of, of television, you know, one of the, one of yep. the all time great TV series ever. And, and so to, to go back and, and revisit it, even as much as I love Johnny Bernthal. And like you said, yeah, this, this obsession with uh, uh, Molisanti is, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like they're going to change a lot of or tweak a lot of the lore to suit the ends of this of this movie. And I don't know. I, I just have no real interest in that. Also, we're probably going to find out how he actually died, which I think is a bad idea, too. I like the idea of it being up in the air. Did that cop kill him? You, I mean, you could still say that Tony was being completely honest with Christopher that night. And yeah. that, that cop actually did kill him. And then Christopher actually did get his revenge or Tony was just completely using Christopher to just get rid of this cop that they needed to, for whatever reason. And it's like, I like the idea of it being up in the air. We don't need to know everything. And I thought that's like what David Chase sort of thrived on with the Sopranos that, you know, certain storylines, it sort of just ended. We didn't get yes. the conclusion that we expected. Like if you want to talk about um, like the, the defense that they always have for the last Jedi and everything like that, you know, as far as, um, uh, with your expectations and everything. Subverting it's like, expectations. Yeah, subverting your expectations. I feel like the Sopranos actually did that in a way that you, that you're supposed to, where it actually served the narrative. Um, yes. You know, with um, Melfi's rape and everything like that, you know what? Yeah. You had audiences that were bloodthirsty and wanted revenge. And it's like, you have Tony <laughs> yeah. do something about it. And, you know, uh, nothing was uh, resolved through law enforcement. Nothing was resolved through, you know, uh, her criminal connections. Uh, it's like that story then just ended, you know? And it's like, sometimes that's just how it's supposed to be. And I thought that fit a lot better and it served her character. And I, yes. and I think, I think they ended up making the right choice with the way they did that. And that's just one example. Sopranos had a bunch of things that were like that. So yeah, I don't need everything wrapped up in a neat little bow. I don't need the entire background of everybody like really, you know, filled out. I, I, and also like, because it's going to be a bunch of characters that already existed with, you know, a few exceptions, it, you're either going to look at the actors and say th that they're doing an impression mm -hmm. of the, the previous character. Like, are you telling me that Paulie's not going to end up just being a fucking cartoon character in this? Yeah. And it's like, th that is Tony Sirico though. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Even in the stacker two commercials. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's just what he's like. And so I'm going to get some young guy doing a Tony Sirico impression and it's not going to be good. <laughs> will will silver i guess it would be pr prior to uh godfather 3 being out so i don't know if we'll get sylvie's uh... he's, he's, he's not gonna have the impression <laughs> maybe he does something else then you know he yeah, has a maybe. different impression it's just been an impression maybe yeah <laughs> his whole life and he just he just drops that one once he gets a new one uh, <laughs> uh yeah i i just i i don't see this any well and the and the fact that it's uh a movie too because originally when I saw that, I thought this was going to be like a new, like limited series or, or, that's, or whatever. That's what I thought too. I thought it was going to be, um, well, I guess they don't even call them mini series anymore. Cause they're always doing different stuff, but yeah, I thought it'd be like a few episode arc and that would like be that because story. the pay, because like what you just talked about too, how the Sopranos tell stories and how they end stories, in my opinion, don't really fit the, the film format in general. Which I thought is also part of the reason why they never did a Sopranos movie. Because, I mean, you know, by the time Gandolfini passed away, there was, you know, several years gap where if they yes. had wanted to, you know, do something. And, I mean, Tony didn't officially, officially die in the, the finale. You know, it's I think he, he died. But, I mean, you didn't have to do that. You could have had the story go on if they were really thirsty for money. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's another bad prequel idea. And I think, I think it's just more the, the lack of Hollywood originality and just that chip it chipping away. <laughs> it, it's like, Hey, people seem to really like this. <laughs> That being said, I probably will watch it. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I, I think we should watch Curiosity it. I think we should review alone, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of of great uh, Tony Soprano antagonists, I mean, uh, I don't know who your who you think the best one is, but look to me, look no further than fucking Janice. She's the worst. <laughs> I'll tell you know what. Uh, rewatching the entire series, I felt like Thanos, since like maybe I treated her a bit too harshly. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Janice a lot more this last time I watched the series than uh, when I was younger. It's like I don't know. Maybe I'm just viewing it through different eyes, or maybe I don't look at Tony the same way anymore. But I was like, eh, you know what? She's not terrible. Mm. And I was as pissed as she was when Tony was bringing up that Harpo shit at dinner. So. <laughs> So I, I was getting angry at him, too. Settle down with Bobby. I liked it. Worst thing uh, she ever did was kill Richie. That's... Dude. Spoilers. The to the head. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, if you, have watched it, if you yeah. haven't watched it at this point, I mean, you're on your own. I don't know. Stealing the Russian chick's leg and just... I know, didn't. Why just sell the records? Tony seeing right through through that shit. Well, her and also just trying to get her hands on the house and everything. Yeah, so, you know, just, what just what a fucking leech, a mooch, dude. Well, I mean, she is. Yeah, yeah, just terrible. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll leave the the was it the many saints of Newark and the Sopranos uh, right yeah. there. But yeah, I, just uh, prepping you, Nerdosphere. There might be some more Sopranos talk on the Best Damn Nerd Show. I think. Uh, yeah, we should we should definitely watch that and uh, give our thoughts on it. I am not optimistic for it, but you know. We love Johnny. Well, you, just, you just hate new things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a lot of new things stink. And uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not just going to dance along to the to the recency bias fife. Uh, I was I was hoping you could have been on last week's episode because this bit of supernatural news, uh, I feel like really, you know, will hit you right in the feels. But this. Uh, supernatural uh, the Winchester brothers, man. If they're not hugging each other, they're punching <laughs> each other. Am I right, folks? No shit, dude. But first of all, supernatural prequel. I want to get your thoughts on on that. But this this online mini feud between yeah the brothers. You post those anti prequel tweets. You don't come back. Jensen <laughs> Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Uh, I I honestly thought last week that they might have been working us. When when Padalecki yeah. was like, "Wow, I wish this wasn't the first I was hearing of it," you know, on Twitter kind of deal. Uh, but I'm I'm happy for you, Jensen. Like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be supportive of the project. I, I thought I thought it was a work. I, I thought has that, it been confirmed that it's not a work since they uh, patched things up so quickly? Uh, I so that's where I'm going to get to next. Is that he says that Jensen Ackles and I had a great talk, as we do often, and things are good. The show is early in the process with miles to go. We've traveled a lot of roads together and sometimes those damn roads have bumps. Bumps don't stop us. Once brothers, always brothers. And then Jensen replied, love you. Miss these talks. I forgot how much FaceTime we always used to get. And I miss that too. I know you're busy as am I, but you're still my brother. I miss you, pal. Uh, I don't think it's a work anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but may, may, maybe it's just a super work. I mean, if, if it is legitimate, could Jared had maybe texted instead of tweeted? Absolutely. Well, and could like, <laughs> sure. And, I mean, that's and what a lot of people like are saying happen. too. I mean, too many people seem to live on social media and everything, but very strange. Uh, it, it is very They've strange. Been best friends for you know over a decade. It's it like what decade and a half or something like. Like that show came out in 05. That's how old it is. It's, it's ridiculous. Wild. Yeah. I mean, it was on Warner Brothers. Long. It was on the WB. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't. And it's funny. I don't even have an opinion about the prequel series because it's like, you know what? I didn't watch most of Supernatural. <laughs> so it's like, am I even considered a Supernatural fan anymore? Am I, I am I ruling the first five you seasons. Are. Yeah. You, know, you like, like, you like the good stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, and then like, I, I think of my dad. <laughs> Once they stopped doing the Monster of the Week shit and it was too much heaven and hell, my dad checked out. He's like, Fuck this! They're monster hunters. <laughs> I I don't I don't blame him either. I took some. Well, he went back. He ended up watching the finale because I haven't seen the finale, but he told me what happened and stuff. But um, yeah, I think uh, as far as their parents meeting and everything like that, and I know now 
there's more lore about their family and everything. I know that their mother came from, you know, like Hunter family and everything like that. And uh but I thought the dad was supposed to be uh just like a Marine veteran. I know that his father was a man of a man of letters, is that what they're called? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but he didn't know anything about that. I thought he lived like a normal life. Yeah, that's and that's so he's what... like the civilian, you know, until like when they talk about it's like, yeah, we want like an origin story. Yeah, that's the pilot. because uh, <laughs> the because the yellow eyed demon came in, killed the mom, and that got everything started. That's your origin. I, I mean, it's another example. I, I guess if there was a theme to this segment, you know, why prequels stink, <laughs> and it's like this is you know we got the the many saints of Newark, and then this. It's yeah, we got a lot of that. We got everything that we needed. And you're right. I mean, I didn't I didn't watch all of Supernatural either. It got atrocious. But, but the show also played around with a lot of things, including time travel. It's correct. like I've seen their parents when they were correct. young. I know what they were doing. Correct. Yeah, I- it's i mean it's not a perfect comparison but it's just like oh a young han solo movie yeah it was called fucking star wars he was young in that movie like that's he was already this smuggler rogue and we knew what he was doing i don't know it's just can always be younger (laughs) (laughs) thank you uh i i don't know i just but for supernatural in particular you're right they they jumped back a lot they showed a lot of that stuff i saw his dad buy the impala like what, what more is there yeah I, I don't know. I just so the prequel to me seems like a bad idea. This the interplay between Jared and Jensen though is heartbreaking. Really, <laughs> like, it's sad. Up. This isn't what I would. They really are Dean and Sam. <laughs> it it was very sad to see that. Like I was I was hoping that it was just a work, but then as it continued, uh, I mean yes, Jared Jared could have texted and probably should have, but I mean I don't know. Yeah, I don't have know these conversations personally. privately. This is fucking bizarre. I Maybe don't know. part I, unless part... it all unless it really was to kind of generate hype and talk as far as uh, a prequel series go. But I don't know. Doesn't that seem like a weird way to do it? Yes. It does, but yeah, I think that I, I think if it's true, if that's really the first time he heard about it, then I would probably be angry enough to tweet about it. I guess too, if if Twitter was a more of my main, uh, you know, means of communicating things. I'm also a little surprised that either one of them is actually attached to it, because honestly, you don't need them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, I, I almost I almost feel like this should just be like a, a Kripke creation or something like that, or you know, any of the other. You well, know, I guess like uh, Dean, Dean's going to be the narrator of the show or something like that. Oh, it's look, the show yeah. sounds terrible, but it does sound terrible. I, I, it's hard though because it was such a, a staple of the the CW for a long time, and I mean, other than the DC shows, I mean, isn't it only Supernatural? You know, it's like so. I, I kind of like the idea of CW not abandoning it completely. But I don't know. This this seems unnecessary to me. But I mean, I know there's a lot of Supernatural fans out there that maybe want this. I'm not going to watch it, but like I said, I stopped watching Supernatural and I don't even know when. A long time ago. <laughs> you, you think, I think like you, over a decade you, you think a lot of Supernatural fans wa- want this? <laughs> I actually I do because I think a lot of Supernatural fans are not uh, the same group that like maybe you and I were a part of when we were supernatural fans, the, the series passed us by. That's fair. You know, so and there was a time there. where the only supernatural I was watching was, uh, it was after arrow. <laughs> <laughs> or was it, before? you know, maybe that's when I went back to it or whatever. Uh, when did uh, Dean come out of purgatory? I think that was the last season I watched on like a weekly basis. I don't even remember. I want to say that was like around the same time as the first season of Arrow, so like 2012, something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe. A long time ago. It's like nine years ago. Jesus. <laughs> that show just ended. It's been on this entire time. <laughs> Literally here the entire time. Fuck. Uh, I, I, want, I wanted to bring up, before we take one last break, uh, the Star Wars The Acolyte series and a little bit of news that was was making the rounds and the headline is Star Wars The Acolyte series writers have never seen Star Wars and I know this got discussed a little bit in our discord bestamnerdshow.com slash discord and I just wanted to get your sort of take on on this uh, yeah the, I didn't read that article because I I don't care but I was a part of the discord conversation yes I just I think it's weird if you haven't seen Star Wars at this point like depending on your age 
like anybody that's around our age, uh, even a little older, definitely younger, like you should have just seen it. It's just a part of our culture at this point. If you if you grew up in America or like Western Europe or anything like that, or Australia even, I feel like you needed to see Star Wars. I don't even know how you avoid it. Yeah. It's just there. They were on TV all the time when I was a kid. I don't even remember seeing them for the first time. I used to have like the stories like merged together in my mind. Because, uh, I mean, they all came out in theaters before we were born. So it was just like a part of our life. It was just always there. Yeah. And the, something similar happened recently to a, a pro wrestling writer for WWE that was hired without having any real knowledge of the product. And she went on a podcast and voiced the fact that she didn't have any knowledge of the product and she lost her job. And I think that's ridiculous. I don't think that she should have lost her job over that one because it was before she started her job Two, It was on a comedy podcast. And I think she was just trying to play off her, her new job and everything like that. Uh, but I do understand that, you know, one or two writers does not an entire writer's room make, but it is, it is certainly not a, I don't think it's a, a good omen uh, for the show. And I think, what, what did you say? The going the taking the long way to, to build the X-Wing <laughs> or, or whatever it was. That you said oh, no, no, Discord. no. Then we were talking about, uh, you have to be like Amish if you hadn't seen the Star Wars yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then Cod and I just went off on an Amish conversation. The, but yeah. The, <laughs> the quote here, though, uh, from from the article talking about these writers, and this is the I think the showrunner. Uh, she's texting me before we started the room. She's like, Luke and Leia are brother and sister. What the? And it was so great because I would really love to know from someone who is not fully immersed in this fandom. What do you think about the pitch we just made? Uh, so that sounds phony to me right there, actually. Yes. That sounds like bullshit. Yes. Because why would you be shocked about that unless you had only seen the first movie? But then you would have had to have seen the first movie for it. And I don't know. That just seems really weird. Also, if you get hired for a project and you're not familiar with the product, which, I mean, that does happen. I I feel like due diligence, at least, is that you then familiarize yourself with it. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge Transformers fan or anything, but if I was writing on that Netflix show, you bet your ass I would, you know, fill in the blanks as far as the... The information I don't know, just so that I have a better understanding of the characters, you can still do your own, you know, spin on it and everything. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I, think, I think it's weird that they publicize stuff like this. Cause, well, and I guess they do just to get the controversy and then it becomes news. That's why we're talking about it. I, I still don't even know what this this product is. Star Wars Acolyte, what that means or what it's going to be. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, I think I'm just done watching new Star Wars stuff anyway, I, at least since I have kids. And then it's really just going to be them watching it and I'll just be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be present. Yeah, uh, I just I don't think it is a, a very good omen for the series. I, I think a lot, a lot of the other stuff coming. Yeah, with with Disney Star Wars is just not trending in the right direction of anything that that I am interested in. It, it all goes back to The Last Jedi and sort of being my stepping off point. Mandalorian brought me back for a little while, but I don't even think that's that's enough to sort of keep me in, invested in the fandom of Star Wars. And if we are celebrating writers for not knowing the fandom and, and thinking it's hilarious uh, and everything like that, it just, I don't have the level of trust to believe that they will familiarize themselves with the product or that the people running the show really care about the sort of lore integrity or respecting the lore of of star wars that they just they want to make their own thing with a sort of star wars backdrop uh on it to to gender so people will be more default inclined to watch as opposed to as opposed to wanting to make something that's actually star wars they just they just want to have the ability to slap the name on there and do their own thing that's what i'm concerned about well i think it's also just such a strange concept and this goes past just the star wars thing but like boasting about ignorance and like wearing it like a badge of honor it's like all right you don't know about this thing that it's not something to be proud of that you don't know it's not not necessarily something to be ashamed of but i mean what what are we bragging about here what does this mean yeah you haven't seen this product okay yeah i don't Um, know just bizarre very strange we're gonna take one more break on the other side we're gonna be talking about two animated series getting a live action adaptation 
and uh, what we think of the potential for both of those. Uh, and an the animated adaptation of The Sopranos. <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. More on the other side of the Best Damn Nerd Show. What up, nerds? Loremaster Tim here. We're excited to be delivering your weekly fix of nerd culture, but it's not enough. We need your life force to sustain us. So use those hot little hands to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or however you take your medicine. One of our favorite pastimes on the BDNS is reading fan mail on air. So sing us a song of hatred or love, and you may just hear your beautiful words being featured on an episode. That's why it's important, nay, essential to rate and review us. Until then, as always, nerds, say it loud, say it proud. It's me, Iron Sh- No. Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen... No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign... Sup- no, no, we're gonna get sued. If you, uh, Will triumph a lot, Lee. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show, James Kincaid, alongside Jeff Budd. One final segment today, and I want to talk about a couple of Netflix adaptations. Let's start with Avatar, The Last Airbender. You know, we love the we love the live action movie so much. Netflix said, "Why not redo the whole series?" Uh, I guess it can't get worse than the movie, Jeff. But uh, some casting calls. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Some casting call <laughs> details leaked uh, that are pointing to potential major changes to Aang's backstory, who, you know, if you're not familiar with Avatar The Last Air- Airbender, is the main character of the whole show and <laughs> the most important character. He's the Avatar. And so I just wanted to to read over some of the these casting details, see what you think, Jeff, as a, as a fellow fan of the show, the person that introduced me to avatar the last airbender You're uh yeah and i thank you very much for that so according to the casting call uh avatar the last airbender is seeking a young male of east asian or south asian heritage to play a version of ang who in a radical contrast to his animated counterpart is a young schoolboy with adopted parents who represent who resents his powers uh because all he wants is to just be a regular kid um and it says, Aang is a typical 12-year-old boy, a bit goofy, a bit nerdy, restless in school, always eager to join his friends for fun and games. He's nimble, energetic, and quick in the schoolyard. Adopted at birth, he struggled with questions of how he fits in, but his slaving parents have worked hard to make him feel accepted, so he's grown up to become generous, kind-hearted, and cheerful. It concludes, he's also been gifted with an incredible mystical power he doesn't really understand, but it could be the key to saving the world from a global conflict. It's a responsibility he's reluctant to accept because it'll take him away from his family, friends, and everything he knows. Uh, all he wants is just to be a regular kid. Jeff, your, your thoughts on you know, the sort of changes or you know, some of it is consistent with, with the show. I think their description of the characters is fine. Cause I read the other ones too. I just don't understand like the school part and everything. Like, does this take place like in our world or like, I don't know. It's bizarre, you know? And I mean, obviously like the parents and things like that. Cause it's, I mean, that's different than the series. Uh, I just I kind of want to know more about the world it's going to take place in. And then so is bending also like not a thing. And so any of this bending that comes about is like really jarring to them and like, you know, unexplained. Yeah, I I, it just seems like this could be its own thing. Kind of like what you were talking about last segment, you know, with uh, the Star Wars writers. It's like they want to write their own thing, but they want to put Star Wars name on it so that people will be more inclined to to watch watch it. And it's like, you know, just create your own story. I, I feel like it being on Netflix alone should be 
you know, sufficient. Cause I mean, if it's avatar, the last airbender, you have the avatar fans, but if it's not like avatar, the last airbender, they're probably going to be pissed off. And if they're not fans of avatar, the last airbender, then it's like a 50, 50 shot that they'd watch your show anyway. If it wasn't supposed to be like avatar, if it was just, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to call this, it doesn't matter. This sounds dumb. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, the cartoon series is enough for me. I saw the live action movie. You know, I was burned once. <laughs> never again i just i'm kind of pissed well not kind of i am pissed because i feel bad for the creators of the cartoon series because they they put their support and faith in m night Shyamalan because he was a fan of the series and he is an accomplished filmmaker whether or not you like his films is you know its own thing but uh he at least i think was going into the project with the right mindset and i don't think he executed it appropriately and then with enough time that had passed, the creators of the series were like, we want another crack at this live action thing. We think we can do it. And so they were going to take a more hands-on approach. And Netflix, you know, gave them the avenue to do so. And then obviously whatever Netflix promised them isn't exactly what ended up happening. And both the guys ended up having to leave the project because of it. And I think that sucks. And now they're watching their creation be corrupted more because the live action movie is crappy, but you recognize what it is. And I yeah. still think it is a love letter to the the series. It's just that I I feel like M Night kind of emphasized on the wrong parts at times. There's definitely like pacing and editing issues, and uh, you know some of the actors and whatnot. But I mean that's that's sort of the that's the risk of having like child actors anyway. You know, yeah, I mean they, that's they true. Can be a little dicey. And I think he was more focused on getting a boy who could actually do some of the martial arts stunts, you know, so that they could have like close ups of them and everything and. Other than that, he was just like a regular kid from Texas or something. He wasn't. He had no acting background. So yeah, I still haven't seen. I don't know. It's not worth seeing. Yeah, I mean, I, we, and we talked about it on the Avatar episode. Like I said, I, I don't think you gain anything from watching it. Uh, I don't hate the movie in the sense that uh, you know I, I hold anything against like M Night Shyamalan as a fan. I just don't think it's a good movie, and I'm glad yeah. that they never like expanded on it. I feel bad that. Uh, that's what we got, but now it looks like it's... I don't know, maybe like how the Star Wars prequels improved a little bit, thanks to <laughs> the Star Wars sequels. Maybe people are going to revisit that movie, and M. Night Shyamalan's going to be there laughing this entire time. Well, we can only hope for the, the live-action memes to be as good as the, the Star Wars prequel memes. Also in this casting call, Zuko is uh, a little bit different, too. From According to this, that his, his dad will not be the Fire Lord, but just some some military guy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And also, uh, maybe that he even has such a relationship with his father. I kind of like that he has no relationship with his father. Because one of the biggest burns Zuko did on the show is when he talked about uh, his relationship to, with his dad to Aang. And he's like, you wouldn't know because you're an orphan. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> And then Not it, it's show. funny to me because Zuko was basically, you know, he was giving a false story about what his relationship with, with what his father was like. And it's like Aang actually did have a better fatherly relationship with uh, Monkeyatsu. You know, yeah. it's like that was like an actual parent. And uh, Zuko was the one who was like almost more of an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, <laughs> that was a rough line. <laughs> That's <laughs> rough, buddy. <laughs> Like I said, it's fiercest burn because it's like shit. But I mean, now I, I don't even know what this is going to be like. And military for what? And what the fuck is a fire nation in uh, this world that they're having? I, I feel like I don't know enough about the project yet, but I know enough uh, to the point that I don't want to watch. Yeah, the, the, the changes to Aang are enough to the point where it Why just, does Aang need parents? The like, alarm bells are, are, are going off that there's something very wrong with what they're doing with this show. It's one of those things, though, where it's like it's a near miss again. You know what I mean? Because like their description of the character is fine, and yeah, like him it, not wanting to be the Avatar isn't completely is, off the mark either. You know, correct. but um, and him wanting to play in the reindeer games with his friends and everything like that—that that all tracks. Yeah. But yeah, the, the parents <laughs> and him going to school and well, he doesn't understand his powers. Like I don't know, that's weird too. He hasn't been in the ice for a hundred years, from what it sounds like, either. Oh yeah, fuck! I didn't even think about that. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Dude. I don't know. The Captain America movies were popular. I, th I feel we stick with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it sounds. It all sounds a little, little messed up. <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, doesn't. Doesn't bode well. And doesn't and like sound you, like Avatar. Just 
do your own thing. Well, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, too. It's like, just watch the animated series. Isn't that on Netflix? Yeah, or it was until recently. <laughs> so what? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't feel like it's that demanding of a task no. either. <laughs> Familiarize it, yourself with the material that you're working with. And it's brilliant. Well, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, just watch that. Don't. I mean, again, money. I fuck. But, oh, you're talking to the audience. Just watch yeah. that as opposed to. I thought you were talking about the people behind this. No, I mean, they definitely that. should. Yeah. But I, I just don't I just don't see a reason for for this. Well, I it, the nostalgia stuff and the constantly revisiting things, I think it shows like how culturally bankrupt we've become. And I mean, it, it, it's not that nostalgia hasn't always been used throughout the years. I mean, if we look back, is Forrest Gump really even a good movie? Or yeah. is it just really playing on no, a lot it's of good uh, movie, dude. 60s? Fuck you. Eh, uh, fuck you. And um, I think you should like go all home, the, Jeffy. All the 80s stuff. And it, it, I don't think we'll ever be able to have like nostalgia of things that happened in the 2000s because it'll just, it was just us revisiting other decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing new anymore. Have, have we even created anything? Like at least like 2007. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what, what have we produced? The MCU, which those are all storylines from like 60s comics and on. That's yeah. all we have. That's new. <laughs> uh, Haunting Hill House was good. You still need to watch that. But yeah, I don't that's... know. Last news. Like, I don't know. Like, you're recommending it too much, and it's putting me off. I know. I know. I've ruined it for you already without you having even watching it. But whatever. <laughs> so calculated help me, risk. So like, help me God if you like Bly Manor. Uh, all right, but I want to end today. What if I don't even realize which one I'm clicking oh. on, and I just watch all of Bly Manor? No, you. Hey, you know what, James? You were right. That's a great show. Oh, God, be, that would be our greatest test yet. Uh, all right, I want. I want to end today's show talking about our the will end like Jensen and Jared <laughs> Cowboy Bebop uh, adaptation that's coming to Netflix, and there there has been a little bit of no, not news this shit again about that. <laughs> this is all this episode is. <laughs> this crappy show hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh, it did get it's. A, a um a video was released of the the three leads sort of bopping yeah. along to the the theme song with with the announcement uh, that Yoko Kano will be uh, doing the soundtrack, which is probably the first bit of good news for this show because the music in Cowboy Bebop is important, and yeah. she did a great job composing it. Um, the video itself, by the way, if you want to go watch it, uh, only, only the person playing Faye Valentine seems like give a shit at all, by the way, but be that as it may. Uh, and it also, it is getting, well, I, don't, I don't think the others even recognized where the music was from. They <laughs> don't even get it. Yeah. That's, that's entirely possible as, as well. Uh, I think I've talked about it once before that this, <laughs> this series is, is a, you know, pretty much doomed to fail. Uh, but John Cho will be playing Spike. Um, Mustafa Shakir will be playing Jet Black. And Danielle Pineda will be playing Faye Valentine. Um, but yeah, so it's getting a fall release date. At least hopefully the music will will be on point. Uh, All but right, I'll I, get the soundtrack, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, before before I play this clip from, it's a John Cho interview that we've referenced before uh, on on the show. Uh, but it bears it bears rewatching. Is now we are because fall is is not that far off before this this thing comes out. Uh, where are you at with this this Cowboy Bebop uh, adaptation, Jeff? I'm not for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. I don't. I don't want to. You know. I like Cowboy Bebop just fine. Yeah. You know? Why I'll not just, watch I'll that? Watch it's that, only 26 you know. episodes. Yeah. And the movie. Like I'll. I'll yeah. watch those. That's enough for me. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't like John Cho. <laughs> and I don't. I don't think he's Spike Spiegel. I think he's too much of a dork. Honestly. Well, let's let's roll in and and just show one more time why I am so concerned uh, about this show, in particular, John Cho as Spike. <laughs> fan, and so when I found out you were going to be playing Spike, it's from IGN. Netflix's Cowboy Bebop IGN adaptation. <laughs> yes, I freaked out. Did you get any advice from the director of the anime, Watanabe, stepping into the role of such an iconic anime character? We did not communicate, um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh... I mean, we're not done, but it's 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 really cool. It's such a, a unique piece of material. It's got such a un unique vibe. 
so many uh, disparate elements coming together into a single project. It's so weird. I think that was the big thing that I was focusing on all the time was like, we got to keep it, we got to keep it strange. <laughs> that's his takeaway. And, uh, and that's hard to do. Um, oh, man. I, I watched some of the stuff. It, I'm really happy with He's it. watched some of the stuff. Well, as long, well I, I think he means what they've produced. Oh, what I'm glad that okay. he's happy with it. How long were you in there listening, Spike? Too long. Your story needs editing. Uh, Agreed. What was your favorite episode? There's, I'm trying to think of a couple of moments, I'll say. Uh, two of my we'll favorite good moments memes. is the um, the shower for the hermaphrodite scene. It was not a funny scene, Which John. So it's a very serious episode. It seems very culturally insensitive that he was giggling at that. Yeah, it's it's also a very serious episode. <laughs> and one of the better episodes of the series, too. That was and a great duology. Another yeah. one is like when they're going for fit yes. the, to find the Betamax machine. Uh-huh. And... I'm like, this is ins this is so ballsy. Yeah. yeah. They, they, it ballsy. was like eight minutes right? of of looking for a Betamax machine. Eight, you know, long minutes. Uh, he hated they, it. He was bored. They had to draw that. <laughs> is that a Betamax? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to play a clip of that just to just to reinforce uh, <laughs> how how worried I am that this is going to be an absolute. I don't think John Cho has seen all the episodes. <laughs> I don't think John Cho has seen a whole episode of a single one. He is if those two scenes were from the was. same episode, I would feel that, okay, he's seen <laughs> that one, but no. That's yeah. bizarre. I don't think he understands what Cowboy Bebop is supposed to be. He was very dismissive about wanting to have any sort of contact with the creator. Uh, a... a a lack of understanding of what, what the real themes of the show are. I want, I want to keep it strange. And what? I also feel like that it's not up to you, John. Why don't you just focus on making sure that Spike, you know, <laughs> works live action wise? <laughs> I, I, he's not like a good actor. I, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't come across as like a Spike Spiegel to me or anything like that. He's not charismatic in any way. And I can't imagine him kicking anybody's ass. I don't know. This stinks. <laughs> it, it's going to be really bad. It I, is... I'd rather watch the Avatar show than this shit. Yes, I, w I would too. I, I don't. There, there's something because at least I, they seem to have an understanding of the characters. That and I, and I feel like the Avatar show is going to be infinitely more just dismissible if it sucks. Whereas well, I, I feel like they're going to they're going to try and really hammer this. I feel like this Cowboy Bebop show and uh, I, I don't know, I feel I feel like there's just going to be a, a lot of it, it's I, I, I'm convinced that it is going to be very bad. I just I feel like the Cowboy Bebop adaptation in for, for whatever reason is somehow more diminishing to the anime than this Avatar show is. I think maybe because we've already lived through the bad movie and that's already been confined to the ash heap storm. of history you know but i'm just more worried about this cowboy bebop show i think when you switch mediums it's easy enough to ignore stuff uh i think that's why the mandalorian has a bigger impact than like that clone war show with star wars um because it matches the movies more because it's, <laughs> it's live action it's people you yeah. know so i mean I, I think it's sort of the same thing here the, they almost seem like two completely different worlds and, and cowboy bebop is you know it's a tight story and it's complete so it's not like we need anything extra here. It, it's not even like with the the Many Saints of Newark thing where it's like they, they can build upon the same story. They're not building upon the, the Cowboy Bebop story here. They're yeah. either retelling it or, you know, I, obviously with changes and stuff. But I feel like you'll be able to dismiss this just fine. And I think people will. Because Cowboy Bebop, as great as it is, I mean, yeah, it's a great anime. But I also feel like it's a little bit more white noise if you take that story and make it live action. Yes, I think there's more things like Cowboy Bebop in a live action world where there's not with uh, animation. Yeah, that, that I mean, that that's a fair that's point. Why, like Keanu Reeves with John Wick. I know that he wanted to do live action Cowboy Bebop for a long time. It's like, I think that's his spike, you know, and it's like, that's sort of my live action Spike Spiegel is Keanu Reeves got to do the John Wick thing. It's like, why do we need a live action Cowboy Bebop at all, though? I mean, when I was younger and like was first like a, a new fan of Cowboy Bebop and stuff, I would have been fine with that. I like seeing stuff that I like in, in new ways. I like seeing, you know, like the Marvel movies. I would have appreciated it more if they came out when I was even younger. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the kind like the first time you saw Captain America on the big screen for sure. Like that was a big deal. And it's for like, sure. well, I mean, and there's people that love Cowboy Bebop more than you do, you know. And it's like, so maybe they would be excited about this. And I don't know, depending on how they feel about these actors and Netflix in general, maybe they're still excited, or maybe they're like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, the Captain America comparison is that like I never really, you know, going from comic book to the big screen versus you know something that is already motion animated to the to the big screen is not okay just well what about like elite. a batman live action movie you still enjoy those and the animated series is you know fucking better great. yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean well batman forever <laughs> yeah it's even better than batman forever dude <laughs> i i hate to I hate to burst revisit bubble, that but... val kilmer meme that i posted this <laughs> I, morning i will <laughs> I will. Well, we're going to do a whole episode about the anime Cowboy Bebop. I'm, I'm sure here in in the coming months, hopefully before before this <laughs> sticker we'll have it come out show. around the same time. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a good idea. I, I like that. But it's it's great having you back on the show, buddy. Uh, I'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you once you uh, catch up on your Sopranos podcast. Well, yeah, uh, look forward to listening to this in like a year or so after I'm done with talking Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see about that. But have a great week, everyone. And remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. <laughs>